from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. And I'm coming to you a mile above sea level in my hometown of Denver, Colorado. Good morning to everyone tuning in today. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Twitter is now X and Rumble. Good morning to everyone tuning in. It's so great to be up here. By the way, like altitude sickness, never had it until, until like yesterday. I don't know what it is. I had a little bit of altitude sickness, but a little lightheaded over it this morning and ready to bring you the latest and greatest. So uh, uh, unfortunately, again, really early in, in Mountain Time Zone uh, for, for our live show today, uh, I got a Red Bull. Yeah. I mean, it's sugar-free Red Bull. All right. So, so based on your own opinions, you can now mock my drinking of Red Bull this morning for our coffee cup cheers. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Also, I can drink like the whole thing in one sip. So, good morning. Packed show. Let's get right to it. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Really excited about some really cool stuff coming your way. So, let's do that. We'll start off with CISA warning government agencies to secure their iPhones against spyware attacks. Now, this is coming against multiple countries and multiple agencies issuing a warning around iPhones. The latest, uh, very similar to Pegasus, is a zero-click iMessage exploit chain that infects iPhones with Pegasus. The warning comes after Citizen Lab disclosed that the two flaws that were used to compromise the fully patched iPhones belonging to Washington, D.C.-based civil society organizations using an exploit chain named BlastPass that worked via a pass kit attachment containing malicious images. Now, this impacts uh, iPhones 8 or later, iPad Pros all model, iPad Air 3rd generation or later, iPad 5th generation or later, Macs running macOS Ventura and Apple Watch 4 Series Apple Fixed, both of those with the emergency update. But the October 2nd deadline for patching is there. Now, will you ask yourself, well, what do we have to worry about this? Well, multitude of reasons. Once an exploit exists, once there's an exploit, then understand that your organization, your executives, your board members could potentially be targeted using this exploit. So as a general rule of thumb, what would be the smart thing to do here is ensure that we're managing these endpoints effectively. We're auto-patching these as they come through. And we're also identifying the people who are most likely that could potentially be victims of these types of attacks, especially in a global place like the one we all operate in today. Our executives are often on airplanes traveling to different countries and their phones could be exploited. Even if we don't think something's important to us here, something could be important to the company or to this executive somewhere else and could potentially make them a target. So just keep that in mind. Um, you have to run the right risk assessment on these. Semantic has also identified a new APT that's focusing exclusively on targeting critical national infrastructure organizations. It's dubbed Redfly. The threat actor has been observed using the Shadowpad Remote Access Trojan, a successor of the core plug and plugX to maintain persistence on compromised national grids in Asia for as long as six months. The campaign Semantic notes Redfly uses a distinct variant of Shadowpad, which relies on the domain WebSend cl.com as its cnc server one the one on the infected machine the trojan masquerades as a vmware file 
and directories and sets up persistence by registering a service that's launched at Windows startup. Symantec tracked back the attack to February 28th when the APT executed ShadowPad on a single machine. Malware was executed again on May 17th, one day after the execution of a suspicious Windows batch file and a packet loader. On the 16th, the attacker also modified the permission for a driver that was later used to create dumps of the file system and dumped credentials from the Windows registry. So they, they made some mistakes there. The motives behind this campaign seem to be a bit more in the espionage play than anything else. Um, some have attributed this to China, essentially, and they are China-linked. And and because this is specifically targeting Asia, where, where China, like what Russia does in the Ukraine, China does in other parts of Asia, you going to test stuff to see if they can deploy it eventually. This lets you know kind of how they're targeting the national grid and the resiliency any organization would need to have today in order to survive any such attacks. Google on Monday released their own emergency Chrome 116 security update to patch their fourth zero-day vulnerability discovered in the browser so far this year. CVE 2023-4863 rated critical severity. The bug is described as a heat beat buffer overflow issue in the WebP component of the browser. Google is aware of the exploit that does exist in the wild, and they're asking everyone to update to the latest Chrome version as soon as humanly possible. And in the beautiful city of Las Vegas, MGM Resorts has shut down IT systems after a cyber attack. This was, first of all, uh, uh, confirmed by the company issuing a statement on X, uh, now uh, formerly Twitter. MGM Resorts recently identified a cybersecurity issue affecting some of the company's systems. Promptly after detecting the issue, we quickly began an investigation with assistance from leading external Cybersecurity experts have also notified law enforcement they've taken prompt action to protect their systems and data, including shutting some down altogether. It appears the outage started on Sunday night and computer systems in the resorts are currently down. Uh, reports online note that the company switched to manual operations with ATM and credit card machines on properties haven't been affected. The MGM Resorts main website is also down, currently informing customers to make hotel reservations over the phone. So there is that as well all mgm websites using the same domain name as the main one i.e mgmresorts.com have been offline for multiple hours local las vegas media outlet uh, vital vegas also reported that the slot machines are not functional instead displaying a temporarily unavailable message in some of their casinos i can tell you i know actually someone who does reside in vegas and i have family actually visiting vegas at the moment uh, and they're staying at an mgm resort because you know mgm um said everything is, is, is operating, at least yesterday, everything was, was, was smooth from that end. So there's that attack on MGM. Square, for their end, are saying their outage last week was due to, due to a DNS issue, not a uh, cyber attack. The 14-hour-long outage affected Square payment acceptance and other services led to customers being able to log into their account or process payments. As of Thursday, many customers reported losing thousands of dollars in sales as they were unable to process payments during this period. So there's that. And, and again, I'm one of the first to tell you, never rush to judgment on this stuff. Um, it's never just as it's, it's never just that simple. Um, and, and one key thing is not every outage is cyber related. And, and, and we should remember that we don't want every outage to be cyber related. That just makes our lives much, much worse. An Iranian APT is hitting U.S. Aviation Org via the Manage Engine and 40 net bugs that are part of the KEV catalog, by the way, for CISA. 
state-sponsored actors have exploited the U.S. aeronautical organizations using the known vulnerabilities in the Zeho Manage Engine software and in the Fortinet firewalls. The organization has not been named, but statements by U.S. Cyber Command illuminated Iranian exploitation efforts. It also said that the organization was under attack by multiple nation states, not just one. APT attackers exploited CVE 2022-479-66, the RCE flaw in Manage Engine, uh, that was warned about earlier this year and last year. Additionally, actors was also observed uh, exploiting CVE 2022-42475 to establish presence on the Fortinet firewall device the bug was first discovered and being used as a zero-day vulnerability in January. It's defined as a beef as, as a heat-based buffer overflow uh, vulnerability. So there's that. This is coming from the Iranians that are, by the way, about to get six you know, billion dollars from the U.S. Uh, government for a prisoner exchange. I mean, we, we're just not smart when it comes to dealing with these bad guys at all. Like, our politicians just not very smart. In Israel, uh, Israel is investigating a potential breach of around 15 members of the Yesh Atid political party, including Israeli opposition leader Yair Lapid, who had their WhatsApp accounts temporarily blocked, sparking concerns about a potential phone hacking the shutdown lasted for nearly three hours. Three hours. The party did report this to the Shabak, uh, the Israeli uh, version of the FBI. This isn't the first time this has come to play. Uh, obviously, during the 2019 election cycle, uh, politician and uh, one of the opposite, the real true opposition leader in Israel is not Yair Lapid. It's Benny Gantz. Israeli politics are really complex, but the voice of reason in in kind of the middle ground between the ruling. Likud party and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to the opposition simply based on majority. Yair Lapid is the sane-headed Benny Gantz who had allegedly his phone breached then as well. So there's that happening in Israel. And finally, Iran's charming kin is pouncing on Israeli exchange servers. This appears to be a battle going between the two nations for now some time. And Israel, for all of its cyber maturity, still can't get some of these exchange servers patched. Iran is pouncing on these servers and causing a lot of different disruptions in Israel, uh, targeting as many as 32 organizations that were running unpatched Microsoft Exchange servers and deploying a new backdoor along the way. Uh, Iran versus Israel is, is, is heating up. It's heating up for a multitude of reasons. Um, and you're going to see the cyber aspect here really really start to take uh, play. Um, tensions are rising between the two nations with uh, earlier over the weekend, uh, the head of the Mossad saying, we will get to the heart of Tehran to stop Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon. And we're not, uh, we're not part of any sort of agreements that are happening between the U.S. and Iran uh, for, for that part. And, uh, and there's some regional things taking place now as well and so iran is really stepping up they're being powered and trained now by the chinese it used to be five six years ago it was the russians now it's the chinese um although russia uh, buys uh, iranian drones for the conflict in the ukraine uh from a cyber perspective after uh, uh after uh, 2020 uh, a lot of that the gap that was left there is now being filled by china and so um, a lot of the tools that you're seeing from Iran in the last nine to 10 months, speaking to someone in the Intel community, 
is, is very much similar TTPs and IOCs to the Chinese, whereas in five years ago, they were very much skilled very similarly to the Russians. So there's that. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more as we continue to watch the latest headlines that can impact practitioners. And these geopolitical stories, folks, you directly impact your vendors and your organizations, whether you know it or not, by just someone being the fourth or fifth party in the supply chain to one of your vendors. It can easily be you on the other end. So have your backups, understand your supply chain, understand those risks, find ways to mitigate them as much as you humanly can in the time you have while still trying to make the most out of life. Till tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, y'all, and most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.